We're live. Episode 36. Not actually live. Well, sort of. We're recording. Right. Welcome to KT Confidential. Episode 36, we've got a few things on the agenda today. Are you okay over there? I hate this table. Well, Cameron's got the best spot. I don't know how he ended up with the... uh, I have to straddle the legs. Well, why can't we just shift into the middle? I don't know. I like the end. For me, I have a good view of the window. And I have a good view of that stupid clock. clock. We're still going to give that clock away. Whether you like it or not. Then I have like virtually nothing behind We're going to give it away. You wanted to talk about violence against realtors. Let's just get right to it. Yeah, I I got an email from, I don't know where it came from, Rico. I didn't get anything to drink. Maria or somebody. And uh, it was a big article about violence against realtors. I'm going to get something and initially, Ariel's left me stranded here. Initially, the uh, I, I laughed at it. I thought it was really amusing um, because it just, I can't imagine that it's actually an issue that warrants discussion. But, you know, the more I thought about it, I still think it's kind of funny, but I think it's kind of common sense that, you know, you need to do certain things to always be mindful of protecting yourself, Right. How many realtors would you say are female? Half. My concern would be more towards safety of females. Not that I'm not concerned about males. Like, well, I, I don't want to be gender specific here, but well, but you are, and I, so I think that's one of the things they said is uh, that's a general consensus. Is people think, oh, the women need to worry, but they, apparently there was a study done in the U.S. where they concluded that, um, I guess men generally think that they can hold their own if they're attacked. Right. Uh, if I'm at an open house and, and, and somebody's going to three, attack three, you. 300-pound guys come in and they want to steal something. Even one 150-pound uh, soaking wet guy with bad intentions, though. Right, that's so true. The, the consensus was, or the results of the survey were that you were 4,000% more likely to get uh, severely injured than you think. Um, because the person with the motives of coming in to do whatever they want to you, molest you, beat you up, whatever, uh, they are more likely to succeed. Because you probably don't see it coming. So... What what are you saying? We need to get some kind of uh, training for the team, uh, martial arts of some sort. No, but I think I think it's the reason I think it's funny. You know, and I don't take it lightly because you know we have um, uh, realtors on our uh, on working for the team, and you obviously want to make sure that they're safe in all aspects of their work, whether it's an open house or door knocking or showing houses to buyers, whatever. Um, but I think a lot of it is common sense, like. Um, don't meet with random people that call you at a house. Like if somebody you don't know calls you and says, Hey, let's, can you, my name's Jim. Can you take me to see this house on whatever court down the street? A few times now is having a proper consultation in a public place or in a brokerage office, team office, whatever. 99% of the time, if you agree to do that, it will amount to zero. Nothing zilch. You're wasting your time. So if somebody's not prepared to give you uh, some degree of commitment. What about open houses? So you're, you're open to the public, right? The, 
you've got your signs everywhere. It's on MLS. The door is unlocked, and and you are literally waiting for people. You're hoping people walk through the door. Yes. There's no way of pre-qualifying who this person is. So in essence, you're saying, oh, don't meet with random strangers at a house, yet you have an open house where you're hoping to meet random strangers. Right. Well, in 90% of the cases where a house has um, Wi-Fi, any of our listings, we have a camera set Forget up. about our listings. No, no, I'm being serious. Nine, this nine, is something people can do. 98% of people right, don't but, have a wireless camera and certainly not realtors. That's my point. So they should do it. If you have a camera on the front porch, it will discourage uh, the vast majority of the very minute few people that have bad intentions by telling them there's a camera up front. And you don't say it as in, hey, you know, don't attack me. I've got a camera up front. And you can say, you know, welcome them in. Tell them about the services, the things we've done in the house to make it look great. Be sure to read all the signs just so you know there is a camera on the porch. It's recording everything. That just gave me a great idea. We should have maybe little KT stickers that says uh, home is being monitored. Like you're on camera. You know how sometimes yeah. you walk into places, smile, you're on camera kind of thing? Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Something on the doorway or yeah. on the front door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people, should, I mean, we're not trying to hide it. We, in fact, it's in the listing that says camera yeah, excluded. You, so, so here's a, a question for you. This is going off topic of against violence against realtors. So just to close that off, realtors should have some degree of awareness of um, what's happening uh, well, out there. Always and, meet, and, and, open houses aside, always meet with people in a public place, at the office, make sure people know where you are going and with whom and at what time. And if you're doing an open house, make sure your spouse or your um, broker manager or somebody that is close to you knows, hey, I'm doing an open house from two to four, or two to five or one to three, whatever, uh, at such and such property. Um, so, you know, if you're not home by an hour after, there might be a problem or whatever, but, um, always keep your phone on you too, because most of the phones have an emergency call button. Um, you know, keep it in your pocket maybe. So if there is an emergency, you can, um, you know, dial it right away. Do you have pepper spray? Is it legal in Canada? Someone told me recently, no. But I think they'd have a hard time pressing charges against you. And even if they did, who cares? If you're using it in self-defense. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about home sellers? Because I've run into this sometimes with our own listings, but sometimes when I'm out showing potential buyers other listings, what I do now, and I don't know if you do the same, but I'm training all of our staff to be very careful of what is said in the home. Of course. So what are your thoughts on the home seller discreetly recording video or audio while their home is for sale? I think that as soon as you enter a private residence, they're entitled to do as they wish and you should enter it, uh, recognizing that and being cautious of what you say, especially if you're a prospective buyer, you don't want to reveal any. This is actually a great tip. This is a very, very good tip. This is an Instagram tip right here for you. 
if you're going into somebody else's I'm going to be quiet for 60 seconds so we can get a video in here. With the intention of potentially purchasing the home. If you're visiting a home that's for sale on the market, we're warning you, you're probably being recorded yeah. either video or audio or both. Yeah. Well, if you're at one of our listings, for sure on the front porch. <laughs> if but, you've got something to say about the house, yeah. whether it's strategic, uh, you know, you want to talk about strategy and making an offer, or if you hate the house and it stinks, whatever, talk about it outside of that. Well, and you know how some realtors will say in their pitch uh, to get sellers, oh, I, I call for feedback. Feedback provided on every showing. Like, it's bullshit. Most buyers, realtors aren't giving you anything. You're not getting the productive. real feedback. No. Um, and that's why sellers are now recording yeah. inside the house. I had a friend that did it. So you don't think it should be disclosed? No. I don't think it needs to be. I think it's going to become a legal issue. I don't think so. It might. It could. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, uh, I think... You know, I don't think it needs to be disclosed. I think people, you know, you're in somebody's personal residence. There's people, it's common now. It's not like it's new technology. Like, you know, they're doing a huge push on wireless cameras and home security systems. Like every, tons of people are making this stuff now. Um, most of it's not discreet, like, you know, little teddy bear cameras. Most of it's things, you know, most of the time it's something you can see. Um but one thing I don't, I actually don't recommend having those things in houses because whenever I'm showing a house to a buyer and they see a camera, they close off. Like they shut down, they won't say anything, they, they become fixated on the camera, they don't focus on the house. Yep. So. It distracts them. 100%. Not in a good way. That's why we don't put them in the house. I, I think we actually discussed it at one point. Maybe four or five, maybe even more, six or seven years ago, one of our sellers... Um, we were, we were trying, there was one specific property that they had. We sold two or three of their properties all at the same time. And we were having difficulty with one of them because it was such a unique property. We ended up selling it in a very quick time in the grand scheme of things and, and for pretty good money. But the other two properties sold first and they got antsy and this was a very unique property. And they're like, why isn't it selling? Why isn't it selling? And then I got a, a text message uh, from the seller uh, one day saying, um, oh, I think we're going to get an offer coming in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? How do you know that? Oh, I just get a good sense because they were there for a long time. After the place was sold, a couple of weeks later, she says, so I have to I have to tell you something. I have to be honest with you. I said, what? We were recording everything inside the whole time the house was on the market, even everything you said and the whatever. I said, well, good thing I didn't talk shit about you guys behind your That's back. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a tip for realtors too. Don't talk poorly about your sellers while you're in their home. I have got people uh, doing those kind of things. But uh, yeah. I'd be interested to talk to a lawyer or maybe have a lawyer on the show here to uh, further elaborate on that. I think you know, I there, to, well, in today's day and age, you're going to piss somebody off if they found out that they're being recorded without permission, even if it was not true. in their home. Not true. 
you are allowed to go outside of the camera, walk around on the streets, and have people in the background on the camera. They can't do anything about it. Mm, yeah. But Let alone not, in your own private residence. You're not recording. Do you know anything about that, Cam? You're not recording what they say. You're not recording their audio. Not necessarily. Maybe. I think it depends on what you do with it. You probably can't post it somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm sure something at some time, at some point, it will become a discussion. I don't know what will come of it. But, I mean, every house, there's lots of houses now with the ring doorbells or the nest doorbell where people can see that they're being recorded and it's expected. Should be no different when you're in the well, house. Well, and even in uh, kids' rooms. A lot of people now in kids' rooms mm-hmm. have the uh, nest cam or something. Yeah. Something rolling in there. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about a semi-detached home versus an end-unit townhome. Because you know what drives me absolutely crazy, and I think it does you too? Is this something that came up recently? We've talked about this. Well, we just sold today yes. a firm. We just had a firm deal on a, a semi-detached home. And, you know, on our listings, we're always monitoring what the market is doing in rel- relation to our own listings. And some of the comparable homes that have sold and that were on the market in the last four or five days were townhomes and unit townhomes. And it drives me absolutely nuts when the first thing you see, or it's in the description, and it says, just like a semi. Yeah, I agree. It's not a semi-detached home. The whole definition of semi-detached is you have a two home units. that's divided into two units. Right. A townhome is usually five, six, seven. Well, that aside, whether or not it's a proper description, which we, I think we both agree it's not, it doesn't add any value to your description. Like, it's not selling anybody anymore on the house. Like... Everyone can see there's no fucking house attached to the one side, dude. You don't need to tell everybody. Just say end unit townhouse. Yeah. That in itself is sufficient. So what a lot of people don't know is in certain areas, Milton being one of them, a lot of the townhomes have an easement registered against the property. When you are a townhome and an end unit townhome, you need to have a a pass-through, essentially, for your attached neighbors that otherwise wouldn't have access to their backyard except through the home. Uh, Specifically in the event of an emergency, so if there was a fire, there needs to be a route for... And maintenance. uh, And and then, of course, maintenance for your your lawnmower and whatever. Now, there are some builders that provide that via... A pass-through through 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 the the garage, which is nice. Yes. But you sacrifice interior space. Yes, you lose... Whatever, five quite a bit, five feet probably. Yeah, uh, on your interior space. If you've been to those homes, those living areas and kitchen uh, are and always a little bit. Those squished. are often link homes, so there's no shared living space. Sometimes they do that as well. So that space above is just roof line. Right, but um, uh, North Star has those townhomes where they are townhomes. Are they? And they have uh, pass through. The alternative is a gate connecting each backyard mm-hmm. or some homeowners decided to sacrifice a few feet of the back of the yard and three feet 
put a fence with a little walkway. Yeah, make a separate pathway. Which isn't a bad thing. But at the same time, I don't think a lot of people use it. Like, no, a lot of people don't uh, don't want to bother their neighbors and that. But there is the chance you're going to get a knock on the door, uh, especially in the spring and in the fall well, They don't time. even knock on your door. Oh, you mean the gate? Yeah, well, as a courtesy, you would think your neighbor will knock on the door and say, hey, can I, can I bring my lawnmower through or something? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? You're yeah. an ass. I would like. You would just go through? Well, I would make sure nobody was so there. They're, they're, they're having a barbecue family, dogs out running. You know, the teen daughter has got her bathing suit on and you're just going to come through with your lawnmower. Oh, good afternoon. I would, I would like if I was walking to the back door, the gate to the backyard, I would right. make sure they knew I was approaching the right. backyard. I wouldn't just open so it. So you would only go through their backyard if they didn't know you were going through their backyard. You're a great neighbor. No, I would, it's, thing, it's my right to go to through their backyard to access mine. Should we right. tell Jen she can come through? Or she probably went around. Well, she's doing her own thing. She's fine. Um, so a lot of people don't know that. Then on the actual land registry, it's listed semi-detached or a townhome. Uh, yeah. Not that, that it, you know, value-wise. Some builders, the uh, attic space is actually shared. You don't have too much uh, uh, division. If any, I've I've owned one of those homes where you can see the... No. Yes. Never. Yes. Show me that. It does not exist. My previous home. They're separated with drywall and studs. It was not. It was. It was not. That's not true. Well, I don't know if it's code or not. At this point, uh, maybe things uh, change. On a typical two-story townhome, you don't uh, share attic space, but I have seen it. Um you're, You think I'm wrong? I'm, I'm not going to argue, but I'm, I'm confident you're wrong. I had uh, a water penetration into my in my home in Oakville. Uh, water penetration into the ceiling uh, in the master bedroom, and I went up, and it's like rafters. It's all all open. I could see all the way down. So whether or not when one of those is, or... one of one of those is for sale, we should go there with a ladder. Good, and I will look at it. You can then look at I it. will buy you a drink if you're right. Well, why don't we just go and knock on some doors? <laughs> I'm quite thirsty. Anyways, uh, uh, an end unit townhome is not... Not a semi. It's not a semi. It's not not even like a semi. It's not like a semi. <laughs> you have many neighbors attached to you, not one. And not always, but uh, typically semis are bigger. Again, not always. You have a wider lot on a bigger, semi. As we're going to say next, is typically you have a bigger lot. Yep. Um, but not always, but typically. Landlord to-dos during vacancy? Yeah, I've run into it a lot lately. We have um, vacancy with our landlords, whether they're in between tenants or in between tenants vacating and them selling, and a number of issues have come up. So a lot of the time, because they haven't had to do it for years, they forget to transfer utilities back into their name. A lot of the utility companies now, you can uh, actually sign off on continual, um, I don't know what they call it, con continued service. Mm -hmm. uh, so you sign off on that in advance if they know it's being rented. And when the uh, tenant vacates, automatically it goes Which would make sense. Name, which may, makes sense. Some don't do it, though. Yeah, that's interesting. A lot of I don't water. know why they wouldn't if you're the registered owner. Right. A lot of... Um, uh, 
rental companies like for hot water tanks, furnaces, HVAC systems, uh, they actually won't transfer that into somebody else's name. It's got to stay in the owner's name. Um, but aside from that, water, gas. Hydro. Well, we had, um, we've, we're helping somebody right now get their property ready to relist, either for lease or sale. We don't know yet, but property was vacant. Which one's that? I'm afraid to say anything specific now because we're getting in trouble again. It's a townhouse in Milton. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, not, so not mentioning any not reference mentioning to that. Not mentioning anything, right? yeah. Um, anyways, the, uh, we had contractors there. They showed up to do some work, flooring. So they had power tools. They go in, the power shut off. There's a notice from Milton Hydro uh, that it was shut off because uh, nobody transferred into the landlord or the owner's name and the bills weren't being paid. So that was just uh, uh, the landlord in that case forgot to do it or wasn't where he had to, I don't know. But um, anyways, you got it all fixed up quickly. If the property is vacant for any period of time, keep the furnace fan on, keep the home in a reasonable temp at a reasonable temperature, especially... Like in the summer, I need a top up. If you have hardwood floors, even certain kitchen cabinets can warp if there's too much humidity uh, in the property. So keep the fan on, keep the home at a reasonable temperature all the time, even if it's vacant. It also keeps the home from smelling musty, smelling um, kind of damp and and dewy uh in there during the summer months dewy dewy um the big thing too and this applies to more than just landlords with vacant properties thank you um is maintaining the outside i don't know if you mentioned that while i was getting my water no but um you need to cut the grass once the tenant leaves make sure you're maintaining your property outside chris had a a neighbor or a house, same situation. The tenants left and the grass was growing. He said it was up to like two feet tall. Or in the winter, your driveway. You're or still your, responsible your for climbing the sidewalk. Absolutely. Still needs to be shoveled. Whether it's yeah. you or you hire somebody, it doesn't matter. But Yeah. So that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Because if you neglect that for too long, then you're going to have the expense of having to replace it once the weeds take over. And don't unplug your fridge. So I, I've purchased... Homes before, um, where well, you can you just have to leave it open. Leave the doors open. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't sh- know why that is. Why would it matter? What? Why do you have to leave the doors open? So air gets to it, because otherwise. But if it's sealed, I don't know why. Because it-, it fucking stinks. You ever sm- smelt a fridge that had the power off and there was no air going to it? Only if there's bad food in it. No moisture too. There's always going to be some residue of moisture in mm-hmm. there. And it just smells nasty, and all the plastics in there kind of. I guess so. Oh, it's. I know the rule and what you're supposed to do. I didn't know why. Well, at the cottage uh, during the winter months, that's um, right. Pretty, pretty routine, right? You shut off the power to everything, and then leave everything open: washer, yeah. dryer, yeah. fridge, freezer. Another thing with landlords, uh, not this isn't going to be the case everywhere, but. Um, can't remember the. Let me think for a second. 
the uh, two instances. One instance, the rental for the water heater was transferred into the tenant's name. The tenant wasn't paying. Landlord didn't know. The rental company... I'm sorry, I just noticed those are ice cream cones on your shirt. Yes. It's a red ice cream cone shirt. And uh, the tenant missed their payments. Is that why you're saying you wanted to review ice cream in town? Oh, that was you. That was Ken. Although ice cream is something I do enjoy. Anyway, so the the landlord receives a notice from a collections company. It went to collections before they were ever notified of missed payments. Um, so then they had to deal with the collections company, ended up negotiating something better than what they originally offered, paid it out, and moved on with life. Uh, so there's that. So um, rent, sometimes paying for the rental equipment yourself is still a good idea, just charging extra in the rent. And... The with Milton, your water, but not your hydro, your water bill can be attached as a lien against the house. Yes. But not hydro for whatever reason. I don't know when that changed or if it changed. But uh, yeah, so that's a big one. I don't Sounds know good. where I was going with that. Uh, so Cam brought some, so we asked Cam if he had any ideas of things he wanted to talk about on the podcast today, and he's brought up this whole thing about Area 51. I never knew when I was growing up, I never knew what it was. I just thought it was this Can you pull it up facility. on the screen, Cam? But it's always intrigued me. So I have been to the gates right up to the gates at Area 51. I've driven around it when I used to live in Las Vegas. Uh, How'd you get up? Are you allowed to go to the gate? They won't let you in. But You've, you can physically drive up to the gate? Sure. Well, like it's a touristy thing to do? People do it? If, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm this sure is people. the facility here. I'm sure the gate's way over here. Uh, I would imagine. You're probably, I, I don't know what. Uh... So the name of this group, or is this an event? It's an event. It's an event. It's not a group. So it's an event. The name of the event is Storm Area 1. 51. They can't stop all of us. And how many people are going? 1.5 million. Where do you see that? Right there, 1.5. 1.5 million people are going. Another 1.2 million people are interested. What do you think they would do? Did I ever tell you the story when I saw a UFO? <laughs> I don't believe you saw a UFO. You can I ask, believe there's aliens you can ask of my some father. sort. He, he saw it with me. And let me just tell you, as a kid growing up in Vegas, I uh, we lived at that time. In, so we lived in Summerlin, which uh, in the early and mid-90s, late 80s to mid 90s when when we were there um Summerlin the area that we lived was pretty well as far off the strip in Vegas that you could live at that time now it's considered one of the closer areas and the most um desirable area to live Summerlin in itself has become a little city within the city but at that time we were as far north from the um, from the strip that you could be, really. I mean, I remember me and my friends playing in the desert because it was like just a couple of blocks away from us. And um, 
They have snakes and scorpions oh, yeah. and shit yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snakes, scorpions, uh, tarantulas. Different times Poisonous. of year. You, you, oh, yeah. You'll see different things. Black widows. Lots of black widows. Mm. Uh, so f- as a kid, and of course, all the cacti and... Uh, um, is that what they're called? Cactuses. Cacti. Plural is cacti. Is that... Do you want to Google that? Accurate? Um I don't Anyways, <laughs> lots of things to do as a kid in the desert. Let me I would have loved that. to live in the desert. Um, and I can't tell you the amount, the countless times you would see weird halos and colors in the sky, specifically in the direction of where Area 51 is. Mm. Um, and even behind some of the mountains, because... Vegas is basically surrounded by mountains. We've been there together. We went uh, into some of the mountains there. Um, But so this one time, um, my father and I were were on our way home. And uh, he says, did you see see that? I said, what? And he pulled over and literally, well, a UFO, unidentified flying object, but a weird, huge flying like a disc with this glowing halo around it, hovering by the mountain, and you could see it, and then, boop, just disappeared out of nowhere. You You remember it vividly? Oh, yeah. You can ask him. I'm open-minded to these things. I mean, a little skeptical. I'm open-minded that there is definitely something outside of Well, there you go. Maybe we should become one of 1.5 million people. Oh, I just want to see the the details here. It says, we will meet up at the Area 51 Alien Center tourist attraction. I'd love to go there. And coordinate our entry. This is what I don't understand. If we... Naruto run? What the (laughs) fuck is a Naruto? Uh, Can you... It says, if we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. Can you find out what that is? Because I'd love to learn how to do that. Let's see them aliens. Let's see them aliens. So this is a great way of doing it. Let's let's just set up a public Facebook event with a date and time to meet there. Let's let them know we're coming. Yeah. What's the date? I missed it. September. We need a touch screen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. September 20th. All right. This year, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Wow, early risers. I wonder if they're going to increase their security that day. They're costing the government money just doing this. Well, the fact that 1.5 million people are interested in this. Uh, no, 1.5 million are going. Are going, yes. 1.2. So 2.7 million perspective. People are going to ambush Area 51. Yeah. You want to go, Cam? (laughs) People are all talk. They're going to stop at the gates. I don't know what they'd expect to find, but I'm sure they wouldn't accomplish a whole lot. Well, I stuff like that's cool, though. I'd love to go there if it ever like was decommissioned like Alcatraz. I'd love to go to Alcatraz. Where is that in New Mexico? No, it's in uh, San, San Francisco. Oh. Yeah, an island in San, off of San Francisco. What's the one in New Mexico? I have no idea. Hmm. The Rock, it's called. Alcatraz. Area 51. Have you seen any UFO type? No. No? No. Never? Nothing? No. Nothing that would make you go, oh, that might be a UFO. Have you? 
No, but I've watched many YouTube videos of people that used to work at Area 51 on their deathbed kind of telling their stories and stuff. And there's many, many of these famous people who've written books and stuff are proven. I won't believe any of it until I see it. They have published articles that they're actually part of the Air Force and stuff. And they show proof and pictures and stuff. It's so I, knowing with technology nowadays, anything can be altered. That's why I find it's. That's why I'm skeptical. Yeah, I, about, I do genuinely believe about, there's something. What about in the 70s and 80s when Photoshop didn't exist? Uh, they, they're still, now. They're being edited today. These videos are from like the 90s and 2000s. No, man. In the 80s and 90s and and 70s, the Area 51 has a long history and published reports and pictures and video of strange shit happening and weird things that are going in there or coming out of there. I don't know. We just... Do you believe in the Bermuda Triangle? This is where all the planes and shit go missing. Yeah. Sure, it's, it's probably... Tri triangle in the middle of the ocean uh, next to Bermuda, basically. Uh, yeah, it's probably like that's where all the... Uh, Storms collide, and you're more likely to have problems. But that stuff, I don't really believe. I guess I it may there may be uh, maybe things do happen there more frequently than elsewhere, and that's why they've branded it that way. But there's probably a legitimate reason why. Whether it's like a magnetic field thing or something, currents, I don't know. Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's there's a legitimate reason as to why the probability of a you plane going down in that area is more likely. You know what I'm going to be putting on the TV here in the office for the next couple of weeks now is all these kind of videos. I like that stuff. I enjoy it. Anything else you want to talk about today? No, nope, I think that covers it all. That was episode 36. 36.